What's up, everyone? On today's episode, we're super excited to welcome our next guest of the season to our podcast, Georgina. She's a fellow teacher turned homeschool mama and the creator behind Teeny Tiny Meals, where she shares amazing meal ideas and her kids' bento boxes on a budget. Welcome to the show, Georgina. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So, Georgina, tell us a little bit about yourself and about Teeny Tiny Meals. Okay, of course. So my name is Georgina. I'm a former special needs paraprofessional. I used to work for the NYC DOE for about three years, and I turned a homeschool mom, just like everyone else in 2020. So I've always had a passion for cooking uh, healthy family meals for my family by also staying on a budget and without sacrificing too much of my time. So Teeny Tiny Meals is basically, it's everyday meals. It's literally what I feed them just so that they can stay eating without like really breaking the bank. Basically, I try to give them healthy meals without breaking the bank. Um, I don't really like feeding them things that are considered like kids food. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you go to the restaurant and it's the kids menu. Like that's not yeah, what you want to give them. Like No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I I prefer them to eat what we're eating, you know? I yeah. but at the same time also I also like them to have a balanced diet. So I do give them like things that are labeled for kids, things that are, you know, non-organic. <laughs> yeah. Which is like like fear nowadays, but yeah. So okay. teeny tiny meals is really just giving them Easy but nutritious meals while staying on a budget, and that also like don't make it so stressful for me. Cool. So teeny tiny meals. It's pretty much you share like what you give them like on a daily basis, right? On a daily, yeah. yeah. And all eat the same meals basically. So what my kids are having, we're having. Nice. How exactly did you get started with teeny tiny meals? Like, what was your inspiration behind it? So a lot of people might not know this. When I started teeny tiny meals, I was actually 19 years old. I was a fresh mom of a little girl who was my firstborn, Ava. So basically, I was teaching myself how to cook and also trying to keep like this new little human alive. So it was, it was a little hard at first. And basically, I was just really trying to come up with recipes that I knew she would eat because she was a little girl who just loved to eat. You know, like she was so obsessed. We did baby led weeding. So she was always eating from my plate, always eating from her dad's plate. She wasn't really a fan of purees ever. So I kind of just had to like wing it. But I also knew that I wanted to still feed her like healthy foods and, you know, keep the processed foods a little less because she was still growing. You know, she needed all the healthy uh, vitamins and protein. I ended up just using it as like basically a diary, a food diary of what I was making and what she was eating that is so cool I have two kids too and my youngest he was like that too like he never was into purees I kind of did baby led weaning with him without even like wanting to honestly I, I'm like that nervous mom that cuts everything like super small yeah. so. <laughs> it, it's it, it takes a long time as well my sister was also like super petrified of doing baby led weaning so it's something you have to feel comfortable with and like your child also has to be like ready for it you know my son was the complete opposite. Like he, he was all about purees. Yeah, that's so funny. My two were like that too. Like my first, she was all about purees. And then my second was just like yours. So that's interesting. So what would you consider like balanced nutrition for your kids? What would you say like a healthy meal includes? I don't want to say a healthy meal because 
honestly, food is food. You know what I mean? Like I tell this to to my followers all the time. And I think that's honestly the reason why I've built this community is because I keep it real. You know what I mean? Food is food. I'm going to give my kids whatever they want to eat in a sense. But at the same time, I'm also in control of what they eat. Cause like, if they ask me, Hey, I want like box mac and cheese for dinner every week we have you pick. So you pick what you want to eat and I'll make it. So if they ask for box mac and cheese, I'll say, okay. And if the other one says chicken finger, like chicken nuggets, I'll say, okay. But at the same time, I'm going to make you this, this food, but you're also going to have fruits and veggies on the side. You know, you're also going to have your water on the side. Like it's all about just keeping it balanced. I don't want them to just only be like eating junk all the time, but I allow them to have it. I really like that perspective a lot. I feel like there's not enough people that it's kind of you're like in between like you, you know, you're not super hard on or on like stuff about being organic or like because I think that's like real life, honestly, because sometimes you're out or sometimes for whatever reason, like it's not always going to be the most perfect food that they're eating. So to balance it out like that, I think it's just real life. Like you're saying is true. Like it's really it's just it's my perspective a way to keep it without getting myself so overwhelmed, you know, like I kind of had to learn how to do that because at first, like with my, like with my first daughter, of course, my daughter, she was my first baby. So of course I wanted her to always eat her fruit and veggies. I didn't want any sugar. Like she didn't have McDonald's until she was like three, you know, yeah, yeah. one of, I was one of those, you know, but eventually like once I started learning, like, I'm like, dude, why, like, why am I even stressing over this? food is food. They're, they're eating. How lucky, how privileged that our kids are going to bed without being hungry. It's so crazy to think that sometimes people say, no, my, my child can't have that. Like, you know, sometimes it's okay because they're learning to see what a balanced diet is. They're learning to, to make their own judgments on food, you know, and to fill up. We always say that like on our podcast, um, we talk about gentle parenting but we're we're kind of like not the typical gentle parent like I would say but it kind of goes with that as far as like letting them make their own choices and what they eat I think a lot of like old school people too like old school thinking is like they have to sit they have to eat what you provide and they have to like eat it all you know and that's it's really wrong I I'm very big on a lot of like child-led yeah. learning like expressive things you know just undoing what we were taught as kids you know because I remember my parents used to never like allow me to leave the table unless I didn't eat my food but then at the same time my dad used to also he was always like super hot and cold at the same time my dad will also make me a totally different meal if I didn't like what he originally made and and I think about it I'm like oh my god like I was probably so annoying as a kid because I don't have time for that you know (laughs) probably annoyed that he had to do that for us but he just wanted to make sure that we went, you know, that you to ate. Bed. Yeah. Yeah. So, but for me, I'm definitely not like that. I, it's one meal for everybody and that's it. Like I'll encourage my kids to eat things that go, I'll put like one that I know he doesn't really like. He's the one that doesn't do much like veggies or anything. Like I'll put broccoli on his plate, a little piece just to kind of put it out there. And I know that if he doesn't eat it, like I put other stuff that he will eat. So yeah, that's, <laughs> way I do it too that's the mentality you know like just just there on your plate so that you can just see it maybe try it maybe put it in your mouth because that's the first step putting it in your mouth chewing it that's like amazing but you know you don't have to swallow it it's the fact that you're just putting it in your mouth and you you're tasting it you're you're learning to like it you know 
So that kind of brings us into a topic we're going to talk about too, which is like picky eaters. So what would your advice be for getting our picky eaters to eat more things? Oh my God, I have no advice. Now I'm just kidding. <laughs> my girl is literally exact opposite of my daughter. So if you, if, if you're listening to me for the first time right now, you, you don't know, my daughter is actually basically a vegetarian. She eats all her fruits and vegetables. She would eat a salad over chicken nuggets. Son is just like this T-Rex kind of kid. He's such, he's a carnivore, you know, all he eats is meat. He's a meat eater. My dad calls him like a true Argentinian, you know, (laughs) he really just only likes certain fruits. He does not eat any vegetables at all, like at all. And my thing is like, why, why would I push him? You know, like that's just going to make him regress a little bit in the way that he eats you know he's not going to want to be an adventurous eater if I keep telling him hey you have to eat these vegetables or else you're not going to get dessert or hey yeah. you have to eat vegetables and you're not you're not going to get more chicken you know like it's it's not really a positive connotation if you're telling him you have to eat this one food so you can get more of the food that you like yeah for sure it's not it's gonna if anything probably push them away more so exactly so I kind of just literally put one carrot one piece of cucumber on his plate and he always does an amazing job at trying it he never like he'll never say ew take this off my plate or anything like that he's not ever like that he kind of just knows that mommy will always put one veggie on your plate and you can eat it if you want it you can try it if you want it if you don't like it you don't have to eat it you know it's not a big deal yeah I love that and that's so cool my daughter actually um, she calls herself a trietarian because she'll try anything at least once. And that's what we always encourage to like, just try perfect. it. If you don't like it, you could even like spit it out. You know, I tell them, but just yeah. try it. <laughs> I do that. I do that with my son too. And sometimes he's very like, no, I don't want to. And I'm not going to push him. So I'm yeah. like, all right, you don't want it. You don't want it. But you know, it's it's there if you want to try it. <laughs> it's so crazy how much of a difference from our, because my parents were the same. Like, you know, we, we had to eat what was on the table. And you don't get up. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. So to think like the way that it's changed and how we are now, like, it's just interesting. <laughs> so I know I noticed and I really love the bento boxes that that's basically like what what you give your kids your meals in is pretty much bento boxes, like for each meal, right? Not really. For breakfast and dinner, I usually always do our favorite plates. But for lunch, it's always a bento box um, because I do like to explore a little bit more with them. The bento boxes really just give me like, hey, how can I fill this up with foods? You know, it just lets my mind like wander with creativity. So like, what's the next thing I'm going to put in the little like yeah. you know, section? And if you give it to them, like with one missing, do do they tell you something yeah. too? Yeah. Have you ever- <laughs> 100. My daughter, of course, she is super bougie, that girl. <laughs> like, hey, I'm like- supposed to go here. Like I'm missing yeah. something. <laughs> little circle is usually like my my little treat spot so sometimes I put like a little chocolate or a little cookie and I also always include their daily vitamin so that's like one thing that I I remember like their daily vitamin goes in the middle and like a little treat so if I don't ever put it in there my my three-year-old's like mommy my treat my treat (laughs) where's my treat where's my vitamin I'm like hey sorry that's so cute. But but the bento boxes, I think for sure that they do help with picky eaters. Would you agree? Of course, 100%. It gives everything like kind of laid out up like in front of them. It gives them like the option to choose like, hey, I'm going to look over here. I'm going to taste this over here. 
Uh, I'm going to look at what I have going on over here. Like, you know, it's just everything is just in different little sections and it just makes it a lot more fun and appealing. Yeah, I think so for sure. A little side note, like I think you do the cutest little things on your plates too, which I think is super appealing for kids as well. Like when you made your yogurt, I think it was into like a little snowman. I'm not a food art type of person. <laughs> like don't, do, I hope no one ever expects it from me. But there are times where I do like to just add little like little things in there and I know it makes them happy. But I do think um, always that kids always eat with their eyes first. I say that to my husband all the time. I'm like, you can't serve them that. That looks like yeah. like poop on a plate. You know, they're not going to want that. Like, It's so true. How do you plan your meals out? Can you give us some meal planning tips or ideas? So I don't necessarily like meal plan. Like I don't say, hey, this week we're going to have like lasagna, meatballs and chicken cutlet and, you know, things like that. But every weekend I do have like a set thing where I look at my fridge, I take inventory, basically. I see what I have, what I don't have, what I'm missing, um, what I could use. And then I try to just make like two meats. So basically what my husband and I have basically been doing is grilling chicken and using it throughout the week for ourselves, for lunches, for easy dinners. Sometimes he'll like make some steak or like some salmon, something that we can have like two different types of meats. And then I'll have two different types of carbs, like a potato, some pasta, some rice, like, you know, something like that easy. And I'll take those and I'll just transform them into something different. We don't eat like the same thing every day, but I do like try to add, hey, we have rice. So with that rice, I'm going to make some beans or I'm going to make some veggies, sauteed veggies. Or I'm going to put it in a burrito for the kids, you know, things like that, like just to transform it, but that I also have those foods. So I'm not sacrificing so much of my time cooking every single night, you know, that's another good, I think, like budget uh, saving tip, because a lot of times like we just plan meals and meals and meals, and then we have so much in our fridge left over. I like to do that too. Like in the, whenever I'm going to go grocery shopping, I go and I see, okay, I have this and this and this. So I try to plan meals around it. And I think that's, that's a great tip too to like make sure you use up the stuff that you have because if not it'll just like go bad and sit there. exactly these kids never stop eating <laughs> no oh no not at all it's so funny I know you it happens to you too where especially as a homeschool mom do you get like asked all the time for snacks or meals or mom I'm hungry like do you get that a lot oh my god literally all the time especially when we first started so when like all of the world closed down in 2020, when we first started doing like homeschooling and having to do like virtual learning, I swear to you, my daughter was asking for a snack like every hour. She was home, you know, I'm like, do you, would you ask your teacher for a snack <laughs> every hour? I was like, you know, cause like, if you are, I kind of have to like see what's going on. And so I honestly think that the only thing that really helped us then was sticking to a planned like this is snack time, this is lunch time, and this is second snack time, and then it's dinner. So I have always been, like, you can ask my family and they'll tell you, <laughs> they call me a military mom. I really, I'm very adamant on routines for kids. It's just the only way it's going to work. You know, it's the only way that's going to keep you sane in a way. So our snack time, morning snack time was 9 a.m. Our lunch time is 1130 our second snack is 2.30 and we'd have dinner. My parents used to always make fun of me. We'd have dinner like super early, 4.30, 5 o'clock. 
you know, for most that's people that's bad. That's it's yeah. really not a bad schedule, especially if your kids are going to bed like fairly early. I definitely believe in routine too. I think that it helps so much, not just for you as a mom, but for the kids too, like to know what to expect. And I do routines too. And it might not be always at the same time. Like for my kids, I'm not so strict about like times, but it's always like the same routine, you know? So yeah, but like, it usually ends up happening around the same time, but because <laughs> they, they're literally like, they have internal clocks, yeah. you know, so yeah. the same time, if it's around the same time, nine, nine thirty. Oh my God, I'm so hungry. I'm like, okay, next time let's go, you know? Yeah. But the routines definitely help with the constant, like I need a snack. I need a snack. Yeah, I tell I tell my daughter time she we've never actually done school. We started homeschooling since my oldest started kindergarten. I always tell her you can't go to school just because like you could wouldn't you would be hungry like the whole day like she couldn't handle <laughs> it. She eats so much like sometimes I have to tell her like drink some water, please like just, <laughs> just relax, you know, like she's got a very healthy appetite, which I would rather have that any day. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. What is the biggest challenge you face when it comes to preparing meals for your family? This is going to sound so funny, but it's honestly my husband. <laughs> so like, it's, it's honestly him. He, my kids are so like, they'll, they know like when it's dinner time, it's time to eat. Mom made the food. Okay. We're going to eat it. But my husband is so picky. Like he's the pickiest of them all. I'm sure I'm positive. I've never met another adult like him. So so he does not eat any vegetables except potatoes. He will not eat anything green. I literally have to like puree vegetables into some sort of sauce for him to eat it. So my main issue really is for dinner, I have to make a meal that like I know he's going to eat because I'm not going to sit there and make him a totally different meal than everybody else. So that's why I really like to like explore a lot with breakfast and uh, lunch for my kids because I usually keep dinner kind of like safe. I kind of make some sort of meat and some sort of carb that I know he'll like. And then on the side, I'll have veggies for me and my kids and they'll also have fruit. But he's really, I really have to base my meals, my dinners around him. And it might not be the husband like in each family, but as a mom, I totally relate to you because it's really hard to plan something that everyone is going to want to eat because some don't like this and some like this and some don't want this. And it's like it gets complicated. It really does. But I think that's where um, you just kind of get creative. I stick to my my rule. It's like one meal for all. So like if I'm making I make roasted like a roasted chicken. And there he has his potatoes and whatever, but I'm also going to roast carrots. I'm also going to roast green beans. I'm also going to roast zucchini and I'm going to serve that all family style and you take what you get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you always have to make sure that there's a, at least a part in the meal that they'll eat, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> at least one thing yeah. that I know they'll eat. Yeah. I totally relate to that. Okay. So it's, this isn't nutrition related, but. I've been following your page. That's actually how I found you. Um, and I just absolutely love the story of like you and your husband and how you met. Um, and I think it's a cute love story. And would you share it with us and our listeners? Of course. I love talking about it. So he was actually a new sophomore at my high school. And so I've never seen him before. It's the first day of sophomore year. And we're sitting in English class. And we're like across the table from each other. And I tell my friends, I'm like, wow, who is that guy? He's so cute. You know, I'm like, he's really cute. 
And it turns out eventually he told me that the same day, like he was also telling his friends, he's like, who is she? You know, I think she's really pretty. So it was, it was funny. And then like three days later, we get assigned our lockers and we have our lockers next to each other. So I'm like, that's basically fate right there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's so totally random. And he says to me, he's like, hi, uh, do you want to sit with me at lunch? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like fangirling over here with my friends. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And we sit down at lunch and we're basically talking. And honestly, we've been inseparable since 2010. Yeah. So we're like high school sweethearts. You've been dating since you were 14 and 15. And we actually just got married last year. Oh, that is such a sweet story. I, I love hearing like high school sweetheart stories. My parents were high school sweethearts too. They met when they were, I want to say 14 and 15 too. And um, they just celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary. So oh my God, that's so beautiful. Yeah, like we've been together for 11 years. So we got married, um, like I said, just last year. So I mean, like, it's it's just crazy when we sit down at night and we're like looking at each other. I'm like, oh my God, I met you when we were so little. And now look at us like we have kids. We're like living together. We're legit adults now. Yeah. We used to talk about this. You know, we had our kids names planned out already when we were like 16. That is so sweet. I love that so much. Thanks for sharing with us. And I just wanted to ask, do you have any other advice for any moms out there or uh, anything else that you wanted to add? I do want to add one thing. I just want to tell all the moms out there who are listening to just never, ever, ever believe the perfect lives that are on social media. It is not true. They are not real. Unless you're following me because I show you the good, the bad and the (laughs) ugly all the time. I mean, let's be honest. But I just yesterday when um, I posted about my fridge, I got so many moms saying, oh, my God, I love how you share this. I love how you're sharing, like, how your fridge looks like in real life. Unlike those organized fridges, like you have everything ABC order and like and all these little like containers and things like that. I just want moms to feel like they don't have to be so like picture perfect all the time. You know, I want you guys all to know that. It's important to just do things that don't overwhelm you and be the best mom that you can be without really putting so much pressure on yourself every day. That is amazing, amazing advice. And I think it's so easy for us to fall into that comparing ourselves or in that trap of like the things that we see online, but it's not real. It's It's not what it seems, you know, Right, right. I suffer from so much mom guilt and I know a lot of moms do too. And I just... You go online and you try to escape it, but then like it makes it worse, you know? I don't know. I just want them to know that I see you, I feel you, and the best advice is to just do what makes your family happy without overwhelming yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I, I appreciate that advice so much. It's so true. You have to just do for you and and trust in yourself and trust that you are perfect for them without even trying. We hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we did. Georgina, we appreciate you taking the time to come on our podcast and share your knowledge and amazing tips with us. Yes, I'm so glad you had me. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I am so glad that I was able to be on your podcast. Thank you. And where can our listeners find you online? So they can actually find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok under Teeny Tiny Meals. 
Y'all make sure to head over to Teeny Tiny Meals on Instagram and Facebook and give her a follow. While you're there, check out the awesome meals she makes for her kids, always with the cutest little details. Let us know what you thought about this or other episodes and leave us a written review wherever you listen. Vanessa will be back next week for our final episode of season two. Yes, we'll be wrapping up the season just in time for the holidays. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Follow us on Instagram at the Life Schooling Podcast and have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.